Dear friends, it has been quite some time since we've had an episode on the TCT Podcast, so welcome back. My name is Jordan Thomas. We have taken a reprieve since early March, and here we are in late April, resuming our Facets of the Diamond series. But I wanted to bring uh, some of you up to speed who have not been with us in previous episodes or to catch up those who have. You uh, are being bludgeoned now with the voice of Jordan Thomas. Um, one of the pastors of Grace Church in Memphis, Tennessee, but serve also uh, in the TCT family among our lead team. And TCT exists to treasure Christ together. But to do so, not only as individuals, but also as local churches who have partnered together to serve and support pastors and their wives and to support local churches to start new Christ treasuring churches. If you're interested in knowing more about TCT, you can look at our online presence at tctnetwork.org. I also would like to put in just uh, an encouragement to track along with this podcast because not only will you be bludgeoned by the sound of my voice, but Lord willing, in the very near future, we'll have supplemental episodes, not only for the brothers and pastors in our churches, which typically the episodes that I lead both personally and uh, by way of interview are are aimed at pastors and church leaders. These facets of the diamond episodes are aimed at just any believers in general. But Lord willing, we'll have a series of episodes coming soon that will be aimed at uh, encouragement toward pastor wives and sisters in our congregation and they will be led by a sister in our network. So stay tuned for more details on that. And I pray that this upcoming meditation on Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5b, concerning the fatherliness of the father to his son, the Lord Jesus, I pray will be of encouragement to your soul. We are just picking up right where we left off in our facets of the diamond series in our meditations on the greatness and the glory and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ from Hebrews chapter 1. And our last meditation was on the first half of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5 where we saw that third description of the Lord Jesus from the vantage point of God the Father, namely that Jesus is the Father's Son, that he is his begotten son and that's a citation from the second psalm that great messianic psalm about the kingliness of the lord jesus christ and and of his sonship eternally to the father but the second half of hebrews 1 5 is where we want to give our attention for this brief meditation and i pray that this and these other meditations would be like a small piece of kindling on the fire of your heart to be enthralled with the wonder and the greatness and the love of God toward his people in his son. But first we must reckon with who is this son? And in our passage, we find this special accent mark being given from the scriptures, from the vantage point of God the Father, saying to the Lord Jesus Christ, I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. That's Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 in the second half of the verse. And what this 
citation from the Old Testament says to us about the Lord Jesus Christ from the vantage point of the Father is that Jesus knew himself in his deepest, most core identity to be related to God as son to the Father. That he had a Father, a heavenly Father, with whom he had enjoyed perfect, eternal fellowship and koinonia in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, which he also enjoyed on the earth so that the Lord Jesus could say things astonishingly like, the Father has never left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. In fact, in his earthly life and ministry, the Lord Jesus always and only referred to God as Father, except for on that one occasion, that harrowing occasion on the cross where he refers to him not once but twice as God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that indicates uh, an evidence of, of the son's trust in the father as his God, even when he couldn't find his face or his heart, as it were, as father, even as he was forsaken on the cross. But throughout his earthly life and ministry, the Lord Jesus constantly would repeat the refrain of his identity as belonging to God as his father. This phrase in Hebrews 1.5, as I mentioned, is taken from the Old Testament, probably two places. Uh, many think 2 Samuel 7.14 is the place where we find that messianic promise and prophecy, I will be a father to him and he will be a son to me. That had a both near and far fulfillment, both in David's immediate biological son, but also ultimately in his messianic son, the Lord Jesus. But some believe that the writer of Hebrews had in mind not only 2 Samuel 7:14, but also and maybe especially 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 13, where we read in the New American Standard, I will be his father, and he shall be my son, and I will not take my loving kindness away from him, as I took it from him who was before you. So we can envision, I believe accurately, the Lord Jesus growing in his messianic self-awareness during his earthly life and ministry, not that he became the Messiah, not some heresy like adoptionism or the other Christological heresies that have surfaced throughout church history, not that he became the Messiah, but that he grew in his self-understanding that he was the Messiah spoken of in the Old Testament. Whatever Luke means in Luke chapter 2, that the Lord Jesus grew in wisdom, favor, stature with God and men all the days of his life, or the writer of Hebrews means that he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. The Lord Jesus did learn. He did develop, even though he's the omniscient second person of the Trinity, the all-knowing God whose understanding, the psalmist says, is infinite, even though he knew that Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree when he didn't have a line of sight vantage point or that the man would acquiesce to give his disciples the, the, the donkey and colt tied for his triumphal entry into Jerusalem by, by prearrangement or just omniscience. But yes, the Lord Jesus is omniscient. But I want to underline that through the scriptures, he learned. He devoted himself to the scriptures. And as he read the Psalms, like Psalm 2, 
and Psalm 110. Or as Hebrews says, as he read Psalm 40, which we read in, in chapter 10 of Hebrews. Or as he meditated on the Old Testament, he came to understand from passages like, I believe, 1 Chronicles 17, that the Father, the Heavenly Father, knows the Lord Jesus to be his unique Son, from whom he would never take his covenant love, that eternal love that the Son had enjoyed in unbroken fellowship and favor, delighting one in the other in the power and person of the Holy Spirit, that koinonia fellowship, the Son during his earthly life and ministry needed to have that strong reiterated promise that the Father is his Father. And we know therefore that the Lord Jesus had a settled restedness in God his Father that meant he was secure in his identity he was enveloped in the Father's love, and he knew that the Father would provide for him all that was necessary for life and obedience to win our redemption and to become the object of all angelic praise, which this chapter so beautifully in Hebrews 1 unfolds. Well, may the Lord bless you as you think about the fact that the Lord Jesus is related to God as Son and Hebrews 1.5b, the Lord Jesus understood himself to be fathered by God, God the Father, in that tender bond of loving familial affection. God bless you.